Welcome to the Mindful Rabbit Podcast. This is your host, Amber Hickman. Join us as we head down the rabbit hole, exploring psychedelic experiences through story time. Enjoy the trip. So there we were, <laughs> creating a ceremony for ourselves. And we had a small tent outside with a blanket laid out in the yard so we could have an inside and an outside space. We created a tea with about, I think it was three and a half grams each as a tea and had all my art around. So there's all the painted surfboards and the fancy lights. And so we created a real zone for ourselves to go in and go on this journey. So we had an eye mask and earplugs so that we could go into a deep space. And especially while we're going through the entryway to be able to really tune into ourselves and our intentions. And as we started going into the journey, I usually get pretty nauseous when after drinking the tea about 10, 20 minutes, like, okay the nausea is coming and you start yawning and your eyes start to water and you know, I'm here, I'm in the entryway. Yeah. If you don't know what an entryway is, that's the entryway. Yeah. Yeah. The space between regularness and in the journey, (laughs) the traveling space, which the nausea can feel a little bit like motion sickness. And I don't quite remember what came first as far as what was being experienced first, but we ended up leaving the tent and being outside in the space. And so there's stars outside. And so we're laying there on the blanket. Okay, we're just about through. And that was the time when you were having some fears coming up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so we're outside on this blanket. And I had had journeys before where whatever I was channeling had an awareness that it could control or it had some sort of say in what another person was doing or how they were acting. It was the way it came up was like, I don't want to be controlling other people's bodies. So that's how I said the fear to Amber. I was like, I don't want to go into the space. I can feel it. I know which space this is. This is the one where I can control people's bodies. (laughs) And I responded to her as, don't worry, I'm a sovereign being. You can't control me. Yeah. And it's it's okay. I'm sovereign for myself. Yeah. So when I heard that, like it was some sort of a verbal code, it was like the okay to go in. It was where I felt safe, like letting myself slip into that zone. And so I went into the type of journey or the texture of journey where my like gen forward facing consciousness wasn't there to operate the body. So I was in another space. It could be, it could be a considered like a dream space almost where if Amber were to talk to me, I wouldn't be able to have a conversation back with her. So I was that deep in my conscious zone. So I went into that space and I had this experience where I was like convulsing and experiencing communication through visuals and energy. And Amber had a whole different sort of experience. It wasn't like she was able to talk. (laughs) 
Yeah. So I understood that that Jen goes deep into her consciousness in some of these spaces, but I hadn't had this type of journey with her before. But because I had that understanding, I wasn't too surprised when she started going into convulsions. <laughs> so my experience was as I was sitting there, my consciousness also became expanded in a way of where it feels as though the boundaries that the structure that creates the amber consciousness dissolve and then I become aware of being conscious that I am that I exist as part of the all so it's like a, almost like a cosmic consciousness experience where it's more than just me that I'm experiencing it's like wow I'm a creator of the universe I am a piece of this allness and I didn't feel like the piece that was amber I feel like the all so I was having this experience laying there and thinking about our world and looking up at the stars and thinking like, wow, we are in a simulation. This is a simulation. Our souls have come here to participate and learn and grow within this simulation. So then I started going on this thought train of being in the simulation and experiencing myself as the amber and and there was this like oh well this is just a simulation everything here is is just a school a school of learning and so as I was thinking about this school and I was also being connected to this cosmic consciousness of all I was having the experience of like wow okay so if I as the all creator created this simulation then what my question was from the amber perspective what was the driving force that that decided to create why was there a creation in the first place why did there why is there a simulation for us to experience and i kept asking this question of why and since we were in the yard in the blanket outside and i was looking at the lights and the surfboards that i had painted and the art i was thinking about well i'm a creator and so why would I create? Why did I create these surfboards? And I couldn't really connect to any of the emotions. If it felt very neutral space. So I didn't have all these emotional things happening at this point. And I was thinking about, well, why did I create this surfboard? And I remembered that it was because I was inspired for it. it didn't really matter why at that point. And that's where it was like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter why. And so then I had this place of neutrality of, well, do I want to create more? Do I want to create? I can, I'm a world creator. I can create worlds. I can create immersive spaces, even as an amber consciousness. And so I was going down the trail of, well, why would I create anything if I already am all? If I, if I already know everything, because I was in cosmic consciousness as well, then what would be the point of creating? And that was like my question to this cosmic consciousness of, why are we here in a school? Why are we, why do some people have to suffer? Why are we, or why do we all have to go through this hardships or even, even the good stuff? Like, why is it even existing? And I kept being like, why? And then it was driving me into asking myself, why would I create this surfboard? Or why would I create this space? And, and then I had the experience of being in a place of neutral allowed me to see that I had a choice. I could choose 
anything. I could choose to do anything. And I realized that in the past, I had been choosing based on inspiration or based on my emotions. So I was waiting for my emotions to guide my choice. I was waiting to be emotionally informed of what it was that I was going to do next. So sitting in a place of neutral, it was like, well, there's nothing. I had no emotion to say, well, I want to get up and go get some water, or I don't want to do this, or I do want to create a world. It was like, no, I was in a space of neutral zone. So there was no emotional drive to do anything. And so I was like, okay, so from this place of neutral, if there is no emotion, which is actually more like a cosmic consciousness, why would it where our bodies are the things that have our emotional system. We have chemical imbalances or, and all of these things that create emotion for us to experience. So why would this all have an emotion system? It means that there would have to be form and it's formless. So there was this like, okay, so from a place of neutral, why would I create? And it was like, oh, okay, well, I just have a choice to create. I can choose it or not choose it. And neither is good or bad. So then as Jen is over onto the side, having her convulsions, I was like, became aware that I had a choice and I could lay there and continue to contemplate and experience this cosmic consciousness, but it's kind of boring without emotions to really create excitement or inspiration or even fear or frustration the emotions have this other texture of 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 choice and so I was like without the emotions I was shown well from a place of neutral to the place of creation there's the force that says yeah just walk towards it it doesn't have to be emotional to have for you to have choice And so it was like, first I choose, okay, well, I'm going to choose to participate in this situation and participate with Jen, even though I don't know how or whatever she might need. And also just for the sake of me participating, or I can choose to just lay there and be looking at the stars and stargazing, knowing that she's fine and everything will unfold as, as it needs to. So it was like showing my, I was like seeing myself as a vision of, standing in one place and deciding to just sit there and do nothing or deciding to move forward. And so that movement, that force to move towards the thing that I'm choosing was the desire. And so that desire, that force that, that created the action was the, the desire that was not being emotionally informed. So I was able to separate my emotions from actual movement. I didn't need to be inspired to choose to participate. I didn't need to have any kind of want, except for the fact that like I could choose it, choose to to participate. I was like, okay, well, I want to see what this is like. I don't know what to do, but let me sit up and give hold space for her while she's doing this stuff. And then as I sat up in this space, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just choosing to participate, even though there's no emotion around it, which was its own lesson on its own. And then, and then as I sat up, I was like, oh, of course I'm here to participate. I've been created and coded to be this person that's sitting in this space. And I have all of these experiences of my life that are informing me of all of these skills that I have developed 
which brings me to being here in this space and allows me to participate in a way that makes sense for both of us of being able to hold space for her and knowing how to do that. And as she was in her energetic movements, I understand energy healing. So I was able to be intuitive and, and be at play with her in supporting her and also supporting myself by knowing that I know how to tune into my intuition and do what needs to be done, or at least be able to participate as my choice. Yeah. It was, um, was interesting as like, I think we're kind of like contemplating the same thing, right? Because even though I wasn't able to, it wasn't like I was making these conscious choices. It was more like the all was talking to me. So I have this experience of being communicated with by energetic single points of consciousness. Um, if you're familiar with Abraham of Abraham Hicks, then you'll know that what I'm talking about is like just this channel of like knowing or this channel of knowledge that I can sometimes hear auditorily. So it's like I can hear words coming from these channels or sometimes it's coming through a vibration, which in a different journey, I was taught that the vibration is actually language and it is a communication that I understand and my body translates into a knowing, which then I translate the gen consciousness translates into language. So in that space where you were in the all, where I was also with the all, it wasn't that Amber was talking to me. It was that I was having this experience of being shown a life review. And I remember that the visuals that I were seeing was like, there were super vivid colors, but there was a lot of like yellows and oranges and reds. Like that's the color palette that I was seeing a lot of. And it was showing me all of these different like points in my life. And it was showing me the lessons of all of these different points in my life, but it was showing it to me without the emotion. So like when you were talking about you weren't in an emotional space, it was like, I wasn't in an emotional space either, even though I was being shown emotional times in my life, somehow in this life review, which I think is something like what happens when we die like in a near death experience, people will come back describing this like life review. Right. And like various people have talked about it. Like Dolores Cannon talks about it. I don't know if Abraham Hicks talks about it, but I know that um, like the past life regressionists that go beyond even like the human past lives. A lot of them will talk about this like life review that happens in this neutral zone with the all or the creator, or you might call it God. So like I was in that space and I was experiencing these really intense. So like when I say convulsions, I mean, like my shoulder was like going at a specific like rhythm. Would you say it was like, it was like, a, it was like my shoulder was ticking on its own. Mm -hmm. And then like a different part of my body would then tick on its own. And it was like exhausting for my physical body. I was receiving like this communication through the vibration that was affecting the way that my body was moving. 
And as I was receiving the communications, right, I, in my brain or in my consciousness as Jen was understanding all of these things that I'm telling you now about the all and what they were showing to me. So some of the lessons, for instance, were like around money or around my coaching clients or around like my past relationships And I would just be shown this scene. And sometimes I would be taken into the scene and I would be taken into the scene and experiencing it again, minus the emotion so that I could see what the lesson was. And I think the funny thing that I experienced or one of the lessons that I was experiencing was like time, Mm -hmm. like the idea of time. So I was in this, still in this consciousness And Amber had already started interacting with me, which was really interesting because like on the other end of what she was experiencing where she had a choice to interact with me, I, it's not like I had a choice, but I started moving and I started like thinking that as I was going to move, I was going to hit my head. And I remember thinking, oh no, like, it's like, I knew that my body wanted to move and I couldn't move myself with all the strength that I have when I'm in my full consciousness. Like right now I can move my head however I want. So I would want to move my head and I would. And then what caught me by surprise is that Amber's hands would be right where my head was going to land before I hit the ground. So it was like, I can move my body in any which way. And then Amber would be in response to like the way that I was like moving my body, almost like she was anticipating my movement before I did it. And it was like, the gen part of me, which was also there with the all was like, oh my goodness, how is this happening? How is this happening? And it was like this, this like cosmic dance almost like I would, I would like describe it as like, we were both plugged in to this consciousness of the all. And because it was plugged into both of us, we just by listening in, or like Amber was calling it intuition. And that could most probably be what it was. Right. But it was like in us, like completely listening and following the flow of it, we were in flow with each other. So the last lesson that I learned was about time and the all was talking to me about time. So I was getting tired by this point, like the body was getting physically tired by this point. And I (laughs) was like, all right, I'm done. I was trying to like tell the all like, I'm I'm done with this lesson. It's cool. Like you can like, let me out now, you know, let me out of like the convulsions, let me out of this, like this, like held physical state. And I was doing this thing where I was like pretending to go to sleep. So the gen consciousness, the human conscious part of me was like, okay, let me like, I'm going to go to sleep now. And I was like saying it to this like overall consciousness, trying to tell them like, hey, I'm going to sleep. So like when I wake up, it should be the morning. We're all done. We're all done. now. (laughs) And then I would try to like do the sleep thing. And then they all would be like, no, you're going to be done when you're done. Time doesn't matter. And it just kept on saying this to me over and over and over again. And I don't remember the point at which it let me go, but it wouldn't let me go until I really deeply understood that first of all, time does not matter. It's going to take as much time as it needs to take. That's all they were saying to me over and over again. They were saying, it's going to take as much time as it needs to take. You don't have to worry about the time. You don't have to worry about the time. And here I am going, 
well, if I just go to like, maybe if I just go to sleep now, I can turn it into day. I can turn this night into morning. If I go to sleep, like me, the human consciousness part of me was trying to control like time, like the existence of all, like we as individual points of consciousness, individual points of perception, human beings, right? We don't have control over this shared consciousness of time. We only have control over our own perception of it. Yeah. And when we realize that time actually doesn't matter, then we can stop trying to control it. And I think that's what the lesson was for me. It's just a funny way to learn it. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting too, because all the journeys are different. So we're actively learning about these different textures. And some of them are very emotional. And this one just was very neutral, which was really interesting because I'm not used to having that where it's like, well, it just doesn't matter. (laughs) And it's like, uh, I could participate or I could not. Like and just having no emotion around it. And sometimes I'm just bawling or whatever it is in other instances. So it's been interesting to experience these different textures of journey. And in this one, it was like, okay, choosing to participate in this simulation that has been created by way of me also choosing to be an artist and deciding to create whenever I feel like creating. It doesn't even, and also that in the past where I had been maybe acting on my emotions, it's like what came first, the emotion or the thought, the choice, or was I just so emotional that it made me decide to choose this direction? And so like really just backing out and away from these layers, I kept realizing that I was waiting for my emotions to tell me what I wanted to do, like waiting to feel inspired before I participated in this activity. Right. And it's like almost you almost doing things without the emotion gave me a real sense of choice. I'm like, Oh, okay, well, I can choose that I want to do this or choose to act to act into this space, or I can choose not to, despite or regardless of what my emotions are telling me. Now, emotions are informative, and they are, they are our system talking to us through a different lens. And in this case, it was me learning about what it means to have this lens of choice without the emotions. And then I was able to actually more clearly tap into this intuitive space where I could sit and hold space for Jen while she's doing her thing and actively be participating with no words. Like we didn't talk at all and seeing her go and knowing to rub her, her, her arm or rub her leg or catch her head or do this. And it was like being in this interesting dance and including like, sometimes it was just like, Oh, I'm going to touch her forehead. Oh yeah. That was crazy. Cause like that, that there was a point where it was like these activation points on my body. I forgot about that. Cause there was like this point where you were like rubbing my shoulder and it was like, she wasn't rubbing my shoulder like gently. She was like massaging into it. So like getting really into the muscle and it was like a trigger point of communication, right? It was like, you might've heard of people downloading like light codes or downloading consciousness codes. It was some sort of a code, right? To my system to experience this sensation of pressure in this part of my shoulder that, and then like 
like touching the center of my forehead or like my third eye right there, that was also a code. And so when that was happening, because she wasn't talking to me, but I was hearing from this other like energetic source, right? The all, it was like, I knew what that code meant, or I knew what that was anchoring in to my like nervous system and that I would understand what it was that I was being activated by like later in my human consciousness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also having the, the experience of not having the emotion was also helping to inform me of, okay, well, I'm choosing to participate. And here I am in this intuitive dance, not knowing that she's experiencing the codes and things happening in her, in her space. And really just having this really deep, like connection with myself and knowing that, oh, I'm meant to be here in this space, having this experience with Jen and not just this one space, but all moments are, are for us. Cause that's why we're there is there for us in some way we're in the simulation for this reason to have this experience. And so I was like, wow, of course I'm here. I was like this. Oh, duh. Because it's like, I've had these, um, like energetic training or massage therapy, or even just creative exploration through art or exploring my intuition through these other modalities, which allow me to be very firm about my ability to follow my intuitions. And the thing that blocks us or gets us in the way of that is doubt mm-hmm. or an emotion of, or a feeling of insecurity of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I really, you know, does she, should I, shouldn't I? And it was kind of this like, well, I actually know exactly what I'm doing and, and having, being able to remove that, the emotional like insecurities and those things that don't always come up for me, but in a space where I feel like, did she consent to this? (laughs) I was like, Oh wait, we're in ceremony together. There was a mutual consent to be here. And so I was like, okay, I can put that aside, like doubt or insecurity or anything like that. It didn't even really come up. It was just more of this firm, like, yeah, of course I'm here in this space. I was meant to be here. Like it's all meant to be so that we can have these experiences. And in that particular point, my experience was me being firm within myself self that I know what to do. And it doesn't have to come from my brain being like, oh no, catch her head. She might fall. It was just like, like a dance of just like letting my body flow and letting my, the intelligence of the energy flow without me having to control what it means. Mm-hmm. I think it's really interesting because like even saying it in that way, it's like, I think we were talking about this after our last journey where the medicine is intelligent, mm-hmm. like the medicine before I called it medicine, right? Like before I called it medicine, I was referring to it as drugs. Like a lot of people do because I wasn't understanding thoroughly or in a really full way what it meant, like what that word meant, medicine, right? And as I like experience more journey, learning from going into ceremony with the medicine, it's like, I can't call it drugs because it's not, it doesn't block me from feeling. It doesn't 
like shut off any receptors in my brain from experience, like any experience. Right. right? And it's not scrambling right. your perception in a way that, that turns off those parts of the brain or something of that nature, like alcohol will actually disconnect certain pathways or quiet these pathways. And then these other ones get activated, but that's why people black out because their pathway to their, their, um, what is it? The, the memory, like the blackout, Mm. it's like the short-term memory gets cut off because that pathway isn't there. It's not that you're, you're not functioning. You're not blacked out. Like you're passed out on the ground. I mean, you might be, but people experience blackouts because that connection to the short-term memory is, is, is disconnected or blocked. And actually psilocybin, the mushroom activates a lot of connections in your brain. Yeah. That's like the coolest thing is like, you even mentioned it about like the textures, like the different textures of journey, like a different way to say that is like, there's just all different types of experiences right? Like from this experience that we had where we were both in communication with the all, this consciousness that is like the ever-present knowingness of God, if you will. Like if that's not too big or too small in a way of describing it. And there's also the journey that we just had most recently where we were literally cracking up because of a mystery man being in the house chatting with Amber's mom. Right. It's just like and in that case, the laughter and, and the experience of being and playing in this world was like, oh, its own realization around this should be fun. It doesn't need to be really serious. We can have fun. And in fact, we should be. And that in itself is its own medicine. Right. Right. It, that's the whole thing about the intelligence of the medicine. Right. Because like before understanding it as a medicine and even our preconceived notions of like what spirituality is Mm -hmm. like, it's so easy to think that we should go in wearing all white and feeling really pure and not having eaten for five days. And like all of this stuff can be built up around what this like spiritual ceremony could look like. But when we go in now, we go in with like super colorful pants we like dress for the party of life really is what it feels like. Yeah. Real comfortable. Yeah. So we're not constricted in any way for the sake of fashion. Yeah. <laughs> right. But also maybe fashionable. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny because like the different textures of the journey too will be like, I'm trying to like quantify them, you know, and like categorize them almost. And so this last, journey that just we we just went on was so similar to like the journey where we met where it was just so like laughy and the medicine was the laughter the medicine was playing it was allowing ourselves to play and before you have that experience where you're being forced to play it almost feels like you're being forced but like not against your will because you really really want to play it makes you really want to play and really want to laugh and And everything is funny yeah everything or ironic is funny yeah like oh I can't believe that person is here just like (laughs) oh my gosh of course he's here as soon as I want to go in the house and that becomes just hilarious hilarious (laughs) and then the conversations to have with this person when I decide to go and figure out who it is (laughs) 
it can just be funny. And that's the, the medicine is comes in all these different forms. And that's what this is about is talking about our experiences so that we can catalog and learn through all these different experiences, because also we are also unique individuals that need or that the medicine is helping us discover what we're intending for ourselves as far as our, our spiritual path or our growth process and our consciousness crop process in general. So it's like what she needs is different for her. What I need is different for me, but it is really fun and fascinating to explore. Like we're in this ceremony we just talked about, we both had this neutral space that was non-emotional and we were able to have different types of different types of lessons, but they related and it was a matched energy field that we were sharing. Mm -hmm. And then in the case with the laughter, it was like also matched energy field that we were sharing. And then when we integrate and talk about it, it's like, this was part of the lesson that I learned. And I had these visions of this happening while also laughing. Mm -hmm. And then her having her own like, oh man, this is my job and having her own lessons in her journey Mm -hmm. while also having this great experience of laughter. And it's just like, wow, it's multidimensional. We are Mm multidimensional. And that's really what we're learning about is how far does this go? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, that's why we're making this channel (laughs) <laughs> the channel. <laughs> we're making this channel. We're creating this podcast so that hopefully, you know, just more of this information makes it out there to you. Because there, I think that there's just so many people who have like a deep curiosity about it. And like I was saying before, I understood psilocybin as a medicine. I thought of it as a drug, and yeah. it's just like a really easy way to and never try you? it. Look yeah. at our society and how right. it's been treated. And right. that's okay to come from that point, but there's still a curiosity. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm even curious to hear what other people have to say about their journeys. And a lot of people that have never had a ceremony or a journey with for themselves will become curious and maybe find this video and decide, wow, I want to know what they what to expect. And I want to say, there's no way to expect it. Like you can't, ex- don't have expectations is the best way to go about it. But we always start with intentions. We always start our ceremony by having intentions for ourselves. And some of those intentions might sound like, I want to be more clear with myself and my, my path with who I am, or I just want to feel connected to myself or I want to feel connected to you or I want to learn more about this cosmic consciousness or I want to learn more about how to make money or I want to learn it doesn't matter but having an intention informs your subconscious of what you're looking for which I think also activates the intelligence of the medicine to have a baseline of oh let's go in this direction because that was the intention that we're looking towards you know really funny about that too is like okay you might have the intention and so when we were like talking about the entryway earlier it's like there's always an entryway except for I have to say that the entryway is lessened when combined with the psilocybin is combined with MDMA and still I I don't know that texture like so thoroughly just yet because I I've done it maybe a handful of times with that combination but I haven't done it back to back where I've done the combination and then not the combination. So anyhow, this entryway, it's like you go through it, right? Like all of the nausea, you start seeing really intense visuals. 
you start like, it's like, it, it's like loud almost like this entryway is like There's loud sounds coming through. Yeah. And then when you make it to the other side, like when you land in the journey space, like this last one that we just had, I was looking around going, which one is this? <laughs> What's the texture? You know, like what, what type of journey? Cause like, am like, I going to cry? Is this a sad, hard one? Am I frustrated? Is it going to be real happy? Yeah. Am I going to go into convulsions where I can't speak? <laughs> yeah. Am I going to be talking to a channel way over there? Am I going to be talking to the tree? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting because the medicine is, yes, it's fun. Yes, it's work. And yes, it's a lot of like learning. It's a lot of lessons being taught on the, on the level of like consciousness and perception and like really getting to that point of our subconscious and beyond it even, I would say. Yeah. And one of the things that you could expect without expecting anything is that you have to be able to be willing to address what comes up. And so if you are in a frustrating space, you may be amplifying that frustration and you may be forced to look at it. And it's not in a way of looking at it as though you're going to get stuck in it, but looking at it in a way to where you can reframe it and, and learn something from it and work through it so that it can be healed. Right. Right. That's it. Right. Like, cause the thing is, it's, it's a healing, like that's why it's referred to as medicine. Yeah. It's healing something. You know, like Amber's mom was talking about, we'll have her on here too. So you can, you can hear directly from her, but she was talking about how she went into this journey and she had healed a lot about her past relationship and how, like, I don't know if she referred to them as guides or the all who, who she was talking to, but she was having this knowing of like being really ready to release and let go of something that she had been holding on to. And so the healing came through that like deep realization and that space of like being able to just release it because something that I think is interesting that the medicine is doing is it's working with a deep subconscious, right? And it's like allowing that plasticity, that neuroplasticity to be there so that we can restructure the physical, like structure of the brain, yeah, right? The consciousness of your reality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where there's other journeys that we'll be able to talk about, but at one point going into a journey, wanting to talk to the all or wanting to talk to the guides or wanting to see what the medicine had to say to me. So I went into this journey with this expectation of wanting to receive a message from something that was outside of myself as though I'm talking to another being but it was it was the ironic part of getting to the other side in the journey and being like, oh, there's nobody here except me. Like, <laughs> I'm the only one here. Duh. Like, why would I think there's anybody else here but me? This is me and my experience having this discussion with myself. The notes I'm going to take are from me. I'm taking my own notes. And so it's just it, it can be really like. It's just framed out differently so you can understand yourself and your experience and your consciousness, whether you feel like you are talking to somebody as separate than you, 
having communication with something that's other than you is a whole other subject that we will go into. Mm -hmm. But then there's like, and then there's like speaking to your subconscious and seeing it as separate, but then there's also seeing yourself as being everything and all of it. And there is no separation and there is nobody else. So don't expect anything, (laughs) but being open to what shows up is going to get you the most potential for learning. So get ready because we're going to take you on a really deep and super fun ride on this channel and on this podcast. And if you have any questions, like ask them in the comments, like we can tell you about anything that you want to know that we know about, you know, if we, if there's something we don't know about, we're not going to answer it. (laughs) Well, we'll just discover the answers together. We'll keep looking and you let us know if there's something different that you've come across. So yeah, thanks for watching and listening to our first episode. Yeah. Wow, that was a trip. I hope you enjoyed the journey as much as we did. Listen in for our next episode. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at mindful.rabbit on Instagram and at mindfulrabbit on TikTok.